0: This is a decisive special.
1: Yo, this is Daz IQ from IQ Recordings and BB Boogie, and you're listening to my mix on Decisive Podcast. A massive big up to my man, Robert Q. Ingram.
2: Greetings, everyone. Roberto Q. Ingram here, your host today. I'm happy being excited to have back to be back and to have on the program somebody that's been around for a while somebody that i've discovered he's a musician sound engineer remixer master he does it all and uh, i discovered him while i was venturing into rare groove and soul music about eight nine years ago even further back i also had him to play at one of my birthday parties here in munich and yeah he seems to always keep it popping his name is daz iq he's an atlantean now. Nashville Asheville resident and a former member of the world respected production crew and beat pioneers Bugs in the Attic who has remixed the likes of Amy Whitehouse, Macy Gray, Soul to Soul and Four Heroes just to name a few He is seen widely as one of the pioneers of the broken beat genre as a fact A vinyl junkie from the age of five, he's a DJ, producer and sound engineer, a promoter Widely known for one of the hardest working men in the business. His production work on The Ends Productions, Are You Really From The Ends? Widely seen as one of the tracks that actually pioneered the Grimy scene. And that's only a brief description of what this man is capable of. We will know more in the interview as we listen in a little bit later on. But before we do that, I want to remind you that the Decisive Podcast series, Together Again, Collective live stream Content from July the 10th, that was a Saturday at Jacuzzi Media Studio here in Munich And we had a great time Ooh, 11 acts, we had 11 DJs And one very, very special DJ Sikovaya Who did a wonderful job And thanks to Claire Granlum Thanks to Molzer, Thanks to Keith J. Anderson from Timeline Music Thanks to Genji for doing the, the graphics Thanks to my man... Uh, happy for being a wonderful host cat cat tat we had shannon chalico from san francisco we had plural from ohio we had drivetrain from detroit a very special thank you to my man curtis luke for making sure the sound was perfect also josh for making sure the stream ran well through all those hours of of work and all of you that showed up and all of you that gave us the love or showed us the love in the chat room i love you and thank you so much so it was a wonderful wonderful show and the program went all day long from 3 p.m till about one o'clock in the morning Ooh, lots of work but it was great and we will do a follow-up on instagram on youtube on soundcloud and on mixcloud so make sure you check that out and with that said let's get on with the interview we as IQ ah, I'm back again with a unique version of the of the series <laughs> with a friend of mine that I've known for quite a long time uh, I met him accidentally um, so his music surfaced and I was uh, kind of experimenting with this Neo, I, my version my description is Neo Soul. <laughs> I don't know if that it. and uh, London based uh, music that was kind of a rare, groovish kind of thing, and uh, I found Daz IQ, and he was uh, with a group called Bugs in the Attic at the time. Um, he stood out to me uh, while I was uh, digging, shall I say? And yeah, uh, we've I introduced myself to him, and now we've been friends for nearly how
1: long, Daz? He's coming up some good, twenty more than twenty-five <laughs> years. Beginning Dang. like beginning to the early noughties I think Dang. late 90s early noughties I can you believe it can mm-hmm. you believe it can you believe
2: Daz IQ yes uh, sir welcome to the program my friend
1: yeah, it's been a long time we've been trying to do this for some time yeah, uh, I'm glad yeah yeah that's I'm just apologize that was me because I just wanted to make sure I get the best for you <laughs> As yeah said. but you've always if I I hey, if I remember back
2: When I had my party mm. You were always there When you said you were going to be there There was nothing So for me yeah. to, be, to understand That Was easy <laughs> It was yes. really no It was really no problem It was really okay. no problem
1: It was really okay, no I mean,
2: uh, I was patient for that Because um, I was already I was already following you anyway So cool. I really I, I understood I saw the works I saw a yes. lot of your music, um, yes. and you moved, you shifted from London to to Atlanta, was it? Mm-hmm. Atlanta, right?
1: In Atlanta, and yeah. now I'm in Nashville.
2: Yeah, in Nashville. So that process, I understood. So, uh, yeah,
1: really, there was really
2: no problem with that. But uh, how you doing?
1: I'm good, you know. You, you know, despite of all, all that's going on, um have been amazingly busy, actually. You know, actually, the the actual pandemic has made me even more busier than than usual which was it is which i have to take as a blessing Man, you know that's but, crazy oh yeah 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 you know i, I don't mind i'm gonna i'm a homebody so i just basically set my stuff up my house you already locked up, down anyway you're locked down oh, yeah i love lockdown uh, Get on. uh Ooh, delivery to the door yeah i'm good with that I'm i work sure. from home don't have to change Don't have to change your we no, yeah. <laughs> right,
2: anyway. Surely it's great to, It's great to catch up With you It's really great yeah. To catch up with you I'm glad you're doing well And yeah seem very positive And everything I yeah. mean It's been a while um, yeah, been This is, a, I guess this is The first time we've spoken um, Yeah When Since Oh, oh. Yeah, it was okay. We spoke after the party. I booked you. Yeah, at in Munich. Um, and then we have been we lost contact. Yeah. Um, and we what else? You
1: can find each other on Facebook, can it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Facebook, MySpace.
1: <laughs> MySpace, Facebook. You going back now? We are old. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, yeah. MySpace is MySpace is now making us old. Oh, That's saying something, man. Hey,
2: man. You you said that. Talk, talk,
1: talk to the to the Minelli uh, what they whatever what they call the new school and tell them what MySpace is. They said, "What? What's MySpace?" explain to them what um, MySpace and AIM and you know, remember AIM? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
2: Oh my God, we, we survived all those different technologies. Yeah, so, mate. And social media.
1: Uh, so we 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 were there. <laughs> at the feet of social media. Uh, oh my God.
2: So, um, let's get to the part where I found you on the internet. Yeah. Um, so working with, working together with the infamous West London creative uh, collective, Bugs in the Attic. Um, mm-hmm. you left London mm-hmm. you moved to Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, Nashville Tell me when Yeah yes. tell me when and why you decided
1: to move Right there was a big um crossroads in my life where um 2007 the album just dropped um and there was a lot of things A lot of things happened in terms of, terms of the business, in terms of bugs, terms of what was was going at home, and made me, made me think. Actually, was made me rethink of how I want to approach my life. Um, So, I I decided to go for this thing where I'll accept. I actually saw this film. I, I think it was a film at the time where people were just, you know, there was a film where this dude was saying yes to everything and I'd say I quite like that and you know like you know 99% of the time you know just take a chance on things so at that time that's like a couple of years before that I was did a um a tour for fabric live we did the the compilation for fabric live and we did the tour for of the states and uh, two of the places that I literally fell in love with in the state in the states was San Francisco and Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and I said to myself, one of these days, I'm gonna. I, if there's any places I would lo- live in the States, it's those two places. Wow. Because you know, in terms of how the people were, in terms of how people think, it kind of like it was what I was, you know, in my mindset. You know, Atlanta, I love because seeing black people running things from top to bottom is, was incredible to me i've never seen anything like it you know what i'm saying wow. um so that that was that was one of the main reasons funny enough my friend carlin jacks um who brought us over brought us over and did a couple of gigs over there um you know one of the breaks you know on the break he took me to his um, father's boat on the lake Chilling out, drinking wine, Sunday afternoon, beautiful day, and he brought her a couple of her, fr- uh, her his wife's friends come over, and and I was like, who are these? Who's this person? Mm. I'm like, so we chatted up, and two twos. I found myself. He said, Oh yeah, we're gonna get married now. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? So so, so what wow. happened was that. Um, wow. Um. What happened was that when uh, what was going on, um, I decided, say, look, it'd be easy for me to go over there rather than you coming over here. You've already got your career. You've got your business going on and everything like that. So let me just be easy for me just to move over there. I told, okay. And I told everybody, I'm gone. And mm. I went, mm. you know. Started the process even before I got married. I, you know, got married first, and then I started the process of me moving over there, which is not usually the way. You usually, through the process, you do the other way around. Um, but um, we, I was, you know, I was in that moment of yes, and say, let's do it, let's do it, let's just, just let's just do it. Okay. You know, you know. So when that happened, and everything, I decided, and you know, sadly, we're friends, but we, you know, we parted waves, But I decided to stay. I'll, you know, now I'm part of Atlanta, the Atlanta fam. You know, oh, yeah. everybody knows okay. who I am. Oh. Kind of funny because going to Atlanta, one of the things that um, the things that there was certain people out there who already knew who I was. So right. how did they know right. who I am? I'm got uh-huh. excited when I said I was moving over there. What's the, what's going on so yeah the state and it you know can be worked out Worked out it's one of the best decisions i made my time and i'm okay. you know i've not made it you know i'm not much to go back to london <laughs> i love my i love my people right forget, I love right my people, right right
2: huh, interesting sweet. and uh That's how did you get to the nashville then
1: right so um uh my new my current I'm going to say my current lady. I can't say that, it? It, sounds, it sounds a bit, sounds a bit... Uh, the, 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 my woman that I, I'm in love with at the moment. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I met at WMC um, some 10 years ago. Um, she became a prof- She graduated, became a professor, and she got managed to get a job at Vanderbilt University. Oh, and, wow! Nice. And the people knows Vanderbilt. In you know, it's one of those. It's one of those top tier universities that you can get into, just like Brown's or you know, one of those mm. Princeton. It's like the it's like the Princeton of the South or something like that. Vanderbilt is known as. So um, when she got that, I said it was an, and he was a no brainer. We're moving. Your career comes. Your career comes first. I can do my... And Once again, my music can go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, You know, I know Nashville. Um, Funny enough, it's not in terms of where it's situated in terms of between Nashville and Atlanta. It's not that far away. It's only four hours away. So one of the things that decisions I made um, was to keep the studio. I've got a studio, by the way, in Atlanta that I work from. So I work with um, a bass player called Kari Cabal Simmons, who used to be with Jeeva. Mm, okay. And she's still with Jeeva He's actually doing a new album um, as Jiva. Um, so we, you know, he's my he's my studio partner with that, and we just uh, got a couple more folks that's coming as partners: Rafael Pereira and uh, um, Spencer. Um, uh, I think Walker. His name is. Um, but yes, we've got we've got a nice team of people that's in within our studio situation in Atlanta. Decided to keep it because. What well, I was paying in land for my my I'm currently at the studio in Atlanta, I can't find it anywhere here in that Nashville. It's just, you know, it's, it's you know, it's a bit impractical and all of that. I would never have the same situation. I have the beautiful situation I have in in, Atlanta in terms of Atlanta uh, in terms of the space I have uh, in Nashville. So I decided I'm gonna commute. So I've been commuting between Atlanta and Nashville. Yeah, of course, um, COVID has kind of put caught breaks on that of for course. the moment. I've um, re- only recently gone, went back to Atlanta after 18 months um, um, to do a specific job and, um, you know, just waiting. I'm looking to start traveling back and forth hopefully in August, you know. Mm-hmm. Make sure I'm safe, of course, but yeah, I'm going to be traveling back and forth.
2: Wow, that's, so that's, so you've been doing most of uh, you have some releases coming up but i want to talk about that a little bit later yes but, um these yes. studios these stu this studio mm-hmm. work that you've been doing for a while mm. um, i remember um, if i can remember um when you started djing and then mm-hmm. you started on production mm-hmm. um when did you start a djing first
1: DJing, yeah, yeah, that's that's a long. It's got, I've actually calculated my, where my first gig was. Oh, how old I? How old? Are I was a teenager. This will just age me so badly.
2: Okay, let's say professional.
1: Then, uh, uh, as a professional, coming up yeah. forty years. I'll say prof- prof- what, for, what, professionally means we'll get money in your hand. Right. Forty years. Okay, <laughs> good, nice. So I've been doing it as a young. As a, I've been collecting records as a really young, as a boy. My first, rather than me getting candy, I thought vinyl. I actually asked for vinyl rather okay. than, not, they, do you want some? you want some money? Do you want? Some, no. Can I, have a, can I? get? Can I? Can I have a, that record over there? And they would give it to me. So.
2: Yeah, but how did you even know what vinyl was? I mean, what was your uh, what listen, was your influence? Mother, how, what? what
1: okay, you i I'll, I'll give, I must give my props to my my late mother uh she used to uh so she used, you know she she used to rave back in the day um nice. and a lot of the times when she back in the, you know back in those days there was a lot of um GIs. You, as you know oh the, that's
2: right that's right okay mm-hmm.
1: you know I'm a I'm a GI baby baby by, by the way you know okay. so that's my dad's American um and basically she was used to go out to you know, a lot of parties that was going on, not going on in Labour Grove, um, in West London, you know, it was hit then, you know, it was a lot of things going on. You know, I can re- rem- rem- remember as a young boy, you go down on a Saturday, there's like you would be like a blues party or uh, or a house party that was going on, like in every other, every other little, little building or something like that, you know, <laughs> yeah, so it's like it was really like it was really like. lot of partying going on and um rather than it's rather not not done now but back in the day Mm. my mom used to take me to these parties nice so she would sit me by the and i would be happy i'll be sitting by the deck i'll be fascinated by by the as a as a three four year old Mm. right turntable so i'll be sitting by the dj and that's unique no that's from there (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so from there, you know, I, you know, I got the bug from, for for DJing, and I think I was five years old. Mm-hmm. I got first record on um, uh, Jackson Five. Jackson. Hamilton <laughs> Motown. What was your
2: favorite? What was your favorite track on that Michael Jackson album?
1: Oh, 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 Jackson, oh, Jackson Five at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. So, it's I, just a my, actually, I remember that again. Uh, the greatest hits of Jackson Five. Actually, my first my first was 45. Actually, it was oh, um, the love you save.
2: Uh oh, stop the love you save, maybe in oh. <laughs> that, that was the first record. I, I was yeah, be all yeah. Alone. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So that was
1: yeah. the first record I ever got. Nice.
2: Thank so you started collecting records, and you were in West London then.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll
2: in like, like Yeah,
1: f- so like. I'll I'll be the person that when I was at school, I'll be the person that will bring the record. You know, mm-hmm. school assembly. You know, you know, they play some classical music. And I'll bring down some oh bring down a like a Barry White like soundtrack which has You're some right. classical bits. Hey, hey, you go to the headmaster hey, this got some classical bits so they play it. So they <laughs> some funky we'll get to this <laughs> bit and then it goes into some funky of business, you know, like chase scene or something like that. You know? <laughs> With dramatic, classical bit, da- 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 chasing, <laughs> and then it goes with some funk like that, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> was, for you, for you,
2: li- for you listeners out there, I'm I'm picking his brain because I have uh I have a place where we're gonna get into this interview where this is gonna be relevant. So it's important that you listen. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah we- we- for- we you
2: listen what we're talking about. Okay. So Michael Jackson and at and at school Mm -hmm. the records that you were selecting are what that you enjoyed buying what were they can you remember some of the
1: what type of music i remember look it was i was influenced by a lot of funny enough i was influenced by the music that my mom would listen to um so when mom would have friends around or she would go to a friend's house i'll be hearing like james brown i'll be hearing i'll be hearing um all the stack stuff stacks oh no that's Town. for franklin billy jackson you know um the you know Barry white or the one number one you know so um, these were 70s it was in the 70s yeah yeah, my, that's my life as a as a young young boy, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm.
2: So it was just part of way of life back
1: then for you. It, it was just it was just like it was part of uh, part of culture. my part of my culture in, really. Culture, really culture, right? of go, the, I was the part of the music culture. I was going mm-hmm. to my mum, you know, my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother really influenced me in terms of that. In terms of me getting getting, getting into, mm-hmm. I blame her for me being in being in the position of mm-hmm. <laughs> of. Be, being a poor musician <laughs> and, and no no no, 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 no. That's,
2: I, that's I know what it. you mean i mean there's a lot of us on the planet so anyway um uh <laughs> fast forward a little bit um yes, uh, you collected these records you this after mm-hmm. you got enough records you started djing
1: am i right yes sir, yes, sir. i mean me and my 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 brethren and uh, started the sound... Well, we, we used to be box, what you call box boys. Used to lift boxes for sound systems and all of that. Ah, oh, okay. Um, the sound system used to do that for sound system called Hypergalactic Galactic Space Station. Um, and the early days, like 13 years old. I remember 13 years old and, you know, you're not allowed to go to the clubs and we just be box boys in this... Okay, you guys occasion go. you know my, it's my friend more my friend um dennis yeah. who would you know who's still my who, my old from from primary school from you know growing up from like five years old we you know was one of my good friends and
0: yeah
1: and he went and did his thing i would follow him uh-huh. so <laughs> he, he he would he he would do the box boy for the sound system maybe the hypergalactic space station but for me, it would be um, for for me. I would follow him and you know do the same thing. So eventually, what happened? We got some old equipment and some speaker boxes from hypergalactic Space Stations, and we created our own sound system from it. And you know, it was back in the day, before faders, they used to do the, you know the DIY console but they was just build you know out, out, out of chipboard <laughs> with knobs. Wow. You didn't have the faders we had knobs so, um, you know you know so we'd be mixing <laughs> with all these massive knobs at the time man so we, you know and have these we used to take we used to go to you do our school discos with it, you know. Have it have a have a trailer take it from our just around the corner from on from our lockup. lock up and on a uh, little trailer mm-hmm. drag up the road mm-hmm. to, the cool. sa- to the school was, that pretty, was it
2: pretty busy for you doing this
1: it was we we created we created a business for that you know what i'm okay. saying we we were like you know um our fir- i can remember our first gig though and it actually wasn't before, it'd be well before we had the sound system before we got our sound system it was a girls school we bunked Classes and when all we had was a one of those JVCs tape machines, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and a couple of ter- a couple of a few records. So we bought our our a couple of turntables. Actually, we had the console at the time, and we had the speakers. Yes, we did have the uh had the, our sound at the time. So we brought our stuff down there and um the girl at uh, the girls' school, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um. And just had, we had like, oh, I had a stack, I only had about 30 records. But we rocked it.
2: But you rocked it, huh?
1: Yeah, rocked it. That, that girl's school, you know what I mean? It was a memorable party, yeah. That now was our first party. Th- we never looked back. So we started doing our own parties and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, you know, we, and we eventually got into the Notting Hill Carnival. We were the young bloods in the Notting Hill Carnival and we're still there. We still do it every year. We Obviously, the last couple of couple of you know, last year and this year, we we're missing it because you know of the situation with COVID. Yeah, situ- um, yeah,
2: situation we.
1: But but you know, yeah, we've been there for for the longest for the longest
2: thing. How did how did your production interest begin? And
1: in- that was it, that's an interesting move, and that was independent of basically what happened was um, my friend in the sound system, um, one of the guys in the sound, my, my boys in the sound system, who's you know, Dennis. Who was very technically minded. I was the music man. He was the tech. tech okay. to put the wire, up because they wire it up and everything, you know. So that was his. That was his job. I was just there for the music and heavy lifting, as they say. Oh, as they okay. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When um, I got to a time, and said I want to learn more about the sound system, and my friend took a course, School of Audio Engineering, uh, who was established himself in London. Um, SAE to everybody that knows that. Mm. And um we I actually took the course, I was had a really good job at the time, salesman's job, and I was just banking money in. So you had to pay. At the time it was expensive at the time, but I was, you know, and I was doing the course over the weekends. Um, um unfortunately, but well, fortunately, mm-hmm. um uh well. how I Let me just go step back here because I forgot one part of why I actually, the music, I really wanted to make music. I did a, um, one of the exercises they had at SAE was for me to go and learn how to use, um, bass on the Atari with an S950. and. S950 was just breath just came out at the time, so you know they gave me gave they gave us gave us a uh, uh, lesson on it, and then the one of the exercises like you book time like overnight, and you create a tune using those tools. Okay. Making that tune, I said, this is this is what I want. I fell in love with the S950. I fell in love with you. I fell in love with the whole thing. This is it. it was, the other thing was nice. I mean, mixing down, I'm working with bands. and But that, we working with that sampler. It, it, you like Literally, this is exactly what I want to do. Uh, at the same time, I was made redundant for my job. So I couldn't do, unfortunately, I couldn't do finish off the course. But what happened was that I got a big, nice severance pay. And with one of the guys I was doing the course with, I forgot his name. He, he's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me because I've not spoke. I've not spoken to him since uh, for a longest while. Oh, he okay, was my so first he... partner in terms of getting equipment. So we we split the money. He got some. He got the equipment. I got the equipment, and, and you know we did not know what we were doing and did not know nothing about the music industry and all of that business. So we just winged it. Um. Put, we just put I uh, put together a tune uh, 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 my first actually EP was a tape edit thing um, of like you know it was like of, of, of the big tunes of the time which was I remember rightly on that uh, I did like this tape edit the tape edit we had in had some James Brown some some incognito um Lisa Lisa, cult Jam, Let the Beat Hit them and all that, you know, all that, Hammers. you know, let the you know. Beat hit it, uh, the all of that, Had those, beat you know, those, those, you know, a bit of acid jazz, a bit of funk, a bit of, you know, mm-hmm. of everything, but mash, I mashed it up, like, you know, um, those guys are like in WBLS, mixed big mixtape oh, styling. Oh no! So I did did it that like the tape edit, w- and I literally B-L-L-S. did the tape edit, yes, so I did the tape edit thing looping bits and pieces mixing bits and pieces looping that cutting it up so on the tape you know and literally was it was basically what it was was an exercise i did at sae and i finished my exercise so quickly that i did that that tape edit on after you know because i still had time Mm -hmm. so you so 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 you
2: you say your forte was pretty much that tape
1: yeah tape edit thing yeah i did that yeah so once I knew what it was, you know, I did that exercise in terms of a tape edit, you know, doing like, you know, the exercise was take a um, 12 inch version and make it into a, um, make it into um, a radio edit and make a radio edit into a 12 inch. So once they, you know, off the tune track of your choice. I did that. I knocked that out. I did that within. I did that within half an hour. I knew exactly what I was Once I knew what was what, I could knock that out, and I still had time. So I did that. You know, Uh I did that tape. I did that And and that that was without Cubase. Yeah, that was without Cubase. Straight up, straight up tape editing. And what happened was that we we did not know what to do. We went to some distributor. Yeah, we got this distributor. He said, oh yeah, we can press that up for you. You know, uh, you know, no problem. Did a, got a pressing distribution deal. Two twos, I went to the record store. My friend who worked at the record store at the time told me, he went, I went to catch a groove Records. So I think it was. And he told me, I've got something for you. I said, what is that? So he showed me something really nice, really nice shrink wrapped, colorful label, everything. Played it, he said, played it. He said, hold on a moment, that's my edit. So so they bootleg my bootleg. Oh <laughs> shit. Apparently. And I wanna get back to when I going back to my boy said, so what's going on here? I said He said, You can do nothing about it. That's what happens, man. Your tune got bigger. Your your tune got big and that's what happens when he runs out they they just bootleg your stuff. Is, is, that, that, when, no, is that when you knew you
2: had something?
1: Nah, I didn't know I had anything. You know, I was doing, I was, I was, I was trying, I was trying. I, I, this is say, I, as I said, this is what I wanted to do. So, I was just trying anything. I did not know what I had. I, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, it just, it just amused me that the time that they, they, my my I was laughing for, for a whole month. <laughs> they came out on when that happened. And but did... I've, go ahead.
2: No, i'm sorry, you go ahead. Finish your sentence. Sometime. I
1: don't know. No, so I have to say. So that that was my first proper tune, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, was using the my S950 was a sample. It was an acid jazz kind of like cut up of um, uh, one side. One side was um, one side was an acid jazz kind of hip breakbeat kind of track, which I used um, uh, vocals from. Uh, Bobby McFerrin or something like that. That I did not know what I was doing. Uh, and the other one uh, was uh, the other side was a disco uh, sample thing, you know, kind of like house boogie, okay, disco sample, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And um, uh, once Sinclair. again, you know, I, I you know, it was, called, it was it was called the Sinclair Project. Mm, um, okay. That was that was my very very first release. Very so first you, release. so,
2: your first official after all this experimenting, your first official release came when?
1: If you mm. can remember. Mm. Well, that I would call that my first release. Um, okay. It was ninety two. Um, I think I did. You know, after that I was. You know, after that thanks to Noodles from Groove Chronicles who really turned me on and got me to working with as an engineer um for Slip and Slide Records, kicking Slippi- records. oh Slip and Slide really yeah okay. yeah 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 right I there have, no, I have like
2: a dozen of those in yeah. my uh, collection yeah,
1: yeah Slip and you know, Slide so, wow. so yeah yeah and must the, yeah I must the, give thanks to you know uh, Recipes to the, the owner of... Came um... It will come to me. And I'll, okay. please forgive me, because I, fig- I should not forget his name. Because he was one of my biggest influences. The guy who run it. Uh, one of the first black guys to, um... To, old, to run an electronic label, you know? And be successful. Oh, uh, slip, so,
2: slip and slide. Slip and slide
1: the records. The kicking records back mm-hmm. in the day. So, um, I think they just opened the slip and slide offices. Um, Peter Harris, that's his name?
2: Peter Harris.
1: Yes. Okay. The house. Ah, okay, perfect. The legendary and, Peter Harris. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah. then yeah. you. W-
2: when did you? When did you realize that you had a vision of production vision? When did you realize that you were con- consequent and and you were uh, confident with? Were you? Where you, what you, with your, oh, should I say this? Confident about your production and releasing, and the confident that a la- uh, some of my labels wanted to work with you. In.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't think I, yeah, that that the confidence to say to, to the truth, the confidence did not really. I, a lot of people saw it, saw it before they saw it. I saw before I saw it. Okay. I think a lot of folks saw what I had. And I, I kind of dismissed it, you know, because I'm in awe of everybody else, not with myself. Um, I, it's something I had to learn, had to relearn that right. I'm good. I think, me, I think I'm all right. It's, you know, possible, you know, I express myself, but I don't think it's good enough because I hear everybody else and I'm thinking their stuff is brilliant, you know. So I thought, despite of all of that, I was still. On my skills, what I liked, what I was doing was trying to experiment and trying to create um, n- nuances, how technically how to use the equipment I was using. You know what I'm saying? Um, to get the results you wanted. Yeah, the results I wanted, and you know, how 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 to get to this, and the way that you know rather than. The way that it would happen is like, okay, I'm gonna make a tune trying these techniques. So I say I, you know, I definitely was influenced by hip-hop. So as a, you know, as an engineer, you hear things working in different genres of music. I was working in at the time was hip-hop, UK soul, jungle, um, house, house music. Um and it you know it kind of like there's different different genres have different ways of working um and you know especially with like you know jungle is very much like you chop it up very much using very much uh chopping up breaks and drawing in in, drawing, join drawing them in on base or something like that and the different to make to make the rhythm that you want to make or hip-hop which was just basically using a s950 and just creating a beat and you know on top of that samples and time stretching samples or slowing down samples so that it it loops properly and all of that so (coughs) with
0: all
1: of that there's you know it it, it, with all of that with all of that it's me was me trying to find my feet technically which often often i i find out for myself or find my own way of doing things um but it kind of created this situation where you know people knew who i was as an engineer so i was working with a lot of guys in the background in terms of as engineering especially in the early days and plus i was very i was very very cheap i was cheap <laughs> i did not i did not know how much an engineer was meant to charge so i try to say oh so, for a 12 hour session, oh, 30, 30 pounds. So, I was, mm? they were looking at me like, mm, okay. <laughs> so, I did you, not know at the time. So you,
2: you grew know, but, out of that quick I, I after suppose. Uh,
1: well, yeah. Quicker than it, a lot longer than I should put it that way. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I was, uh-huh. you know, I would say I wanted to, I just I just wanted to be in it, you know, just be mm. a part of it what's going on you think
2: you think being in it and putting in those hours and taking less money has you you gained a lot from that
1: i think so i reckon so i reckon so okay i'm not i mean i I, i've spoken to a lot of top engine sound engineers and producers and it's not all what he's cracked up to be you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of uh, i've been speaking to a lot of engineers who gets a big lot of the big money and they're all like chain smokers and you know mm-hmm. and drinkers mm-hmm. and you know they tell me stories of how they've been abused but you say but then again they say i oh, said so you're getting paid paid a lot of money so they take it they take the abuse you know what
0: i'm
1: saying you verbal abuse from these, especially if they, you know, make they make a mistake. Me, I was, I didn't really care. I didn't really care. because I was not paying pay that much. So if I made a mistake, it's a mistake, let's do it again. And if they, if they start cursing me, I saying, yeah, I say, I, 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 you know, a couple of times I have logged off and said, I'm not long, I'm not paid enough for this. See you later.
2: Oh, okay. You can do it like that. So yeah. you,
1: you, you, you gave, you gave me kind of like independence. So, you know what I learned is that um, I'm. I've always been an independent, more on on the independent side rather than the commercial side. And so I worked. I have been. You know, I'll be one of these people that don't work. I've not worked in the big big studios. You know, I mean like the big SSLs or the big. Leave, I've I can count on one hand when I've been in those types of that situation. Um, but I've been more working with it making making the mag, same type of magic happen. Um, in a smaller situ, in a smaller studio, like right. a, you know, right. home studio or a studio that's mm-hmm. built, you know, mm-hmm. built, built more of a, on a budget than anything else, and still create the same, same. I was known to create, create that same
2: results, same huh?
1: quality of sound okay. as you would get in a big studio.
2: In a big studio, do you consider yourself a sound engineer or producer songwriter? Which one?
1: Yeah, I'm going for different hats in it from mm-hmm. a Dj producer sound engineer I love the idea of me the sound engineering especially working with um, other people's creativity okay. and learning how you know learning uh, about them and vibing musically with these people I have to say if I if I'm in in the in, if I'm in that mode of production, creativity it's just the most amazing thing to uh, um, to, to be in you know what I'm saying
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're zoned mm-hmm. in on mm-hmm. that how are you gonna mm-hmm. create this how are you gonna change are you gonna change your sound how are you gonna make how are you how are you gonna get to this point here mm-hmm. you know that you want to get to that point but how are you gonna get to that point when you work it so
2: I noticed that over the years you like to work with vocalists Why? I could say why, and you could counter that by saying why not, (laughs) because vocalists are an instrument. There are a lot of vocalists, but not a lot of great ones. So I only ask that because you, most of your releases are 90% vocalists. You do um, have a lot of instrumentals. I'm asking you that because I... And after doing my research, I saw that you were working with a lot of women, and so working with vocalists—why is that so important to you?
1: I, I do feel that vocals definitely add to our production. It uplifts it, especially if the vocals—if if the message is in them. There's a—I mean, I like vocals with messages. Okay. Um. I don't, like, I don't like frivolity in terms of vocals. It needs to mean something. If you're working with a vocalist that has passion, that always comes through. I like hooks as well. <laughs> I like hooks. I like well-meaning, well-meaning. It does uplifts. For me, I feel it feels naked. My, my music, in my production, this feels naked without a vocal. Um, and I'm always I have a vocalist in mind, especially, and I do like female vocals because they seem to be the one that has that kind of passion. I and and has has kind of kept <coughs> kept the tradition of uh, a soul vocalist. Or well, you know, if you understand what I'm saying, I've mean, I not come across many male vocalists that keep Is the tradition it? of soul music mm, in terms mm, of their sound, mm, which, I, mm. which I which I would. Which, which, which I'm looking, f- which I'll be looking for. There's, there's a few, and I'll be working. With, I will be working with them very soon on on stuff. There's a couple of, you know, but they're like very few. You not say few and far between. I have not been inspired as much as I have got the as much as the female vocalists I've been working, with. especially with, especially with. Um, the vocalists I'm working with at the moment, in at Atlanta there's so many phenomenal female vocalists. It's unbelievable. You know, it's, it's like, I can't work with all, all of you. I want to, but I can't. You know, so it gets to a point where, like, um, what can I do? What can I, you, can I, and also me speaking to these vocalists, they, they don't seem, they seem to be Especially the female vocalists, that's how the music game is, they seem to be rather not underrepresented or or not given the full due that they, they should. Okay, it's often the producer is giving the shine and not the they, and I'm not the vocalist. <coughs> as a feature artist, I like to make sure they up front, their names first, Good. you know, and I, I, my name is second behind the headliner as the right. producer you hear that feminist
2: okay. you hear that feminist
1: <laughs> you hear what he listen, it's, said it's, feminist <laughs> Listen, i'm telling me it's a partnership right it's a partnership that's what i tell them
2: right mm-hmm. why they do they trust yeah.
1: you yeah yeah well yeah
2: why do they Say trust that. you why do they trust you
1: come on start off because i feel so, as though i I'm, I'm. Well, I feel as though I've got some integrity. Okay. I tell, I tell the truth. If what I, as I said before, everything I do is a partnership with them, and I value their opinions on, you know, on on the process, hmm. in the process. Not so much the production. I'm very. That's me. Yeah. Okay. But in terms, you know, everything else in terms of how they want to do their business, how they want to. I mean, in terms of everything else, in terms of how we want to market, I'll, I'll try, i have tried, you know, give my opinion on how, or give my experience to the marketing, but I would like to hear what they think or they've got any angles that they, you know, I, I, I'm very much like, I'm very much, a sharing, I'm open on that, in those terms and mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, you know, I'll give them the space to, mm-hmm. to do what they want to do, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, I'm um, trying to be one of those, you know, especially in the industry that is so, so doggedly can be very abusive, right? You know, right, and can be very, you know, dismissive over. You know, we have our problems in terms of minorities, in terms of the right. music industry, and um, you know, challenges to challenges to the status quo, as they say, you know. And, trying to change all of that I'm as an independent as an independent mm, as an independent artist I feel as though that we in our means my responsibility to make sure that and that uh, me having the experience I have been in in the game for so long to make sure that I share that experience with these people and mm-hmm. they be honest and truthful about it mm-hmm. as much as possible
2: can you can you describe to me soul When I say this, I mean that if I'm thinking back from the 60s, 70s to the 90s, till now, does soul music change as far as feeling, sound, and because the culture kind of shifts a little
1: bit. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, and me working in terms of different uh, variations of black music, um, especially in the underground electronic one, uh, so the underground electronic slide, as they say it has to hit a certain frequency it can be a groove it can be more complicated it can be purely electronic but in terms of the essence it needs to for me it's almost like how you feel when you from like gospel out it touches you emotionally it has to have that same feeling that's what soul music is to me. It has to be authentic. Cannot be replicated. It cannot be um, mass-produced, as they say. You know.
2: The reason why I asked that I've been, you know, I know your sound. I say that because I listen to soul, and then I listen to London, then I listen to rare groove, and I listen to acid jazz, and I listen to these you've always found a way to sorta, of, if there was a hit on R&B tune or soul tune on the A side you would somehow take the B side of that artist and make it just as as high quality as the original without, with with but with this touch of rare-ish kind of touch and th- that was the one thing I think that fascinated me. your bass lines how fat the vocal is how how the groove of it is and how uh uh, uh um and um, this magic is not only the vocals this has something to do with what you're doing engineering wise and I don't know how you're doing that but
1: it's yes yeah um, it's me listening to a lot of music I think it's it's me using what music I've been listening to through through my whole my whole life and unconsciously or consciously whatever it is I've just been infused in what I do it, it, definitely I'll say my music is soulful It's definitely not like techno if, if I do techno, it will be soulful. <laughs> Yeah. You know You know that's clear If I do And also It needs to have that Also needs that Drum and That you know That blackness to it Right It needs you that, have this weight to You have Yeah it is a weight have, oh, it's it's, it's tradition man It's my sound system days It's my okay. sound system It needs that drum And that needs that It all starts with the drum and bass okay. it, I always start my production With drum and bass it, Does this it's Does beautiful. this Okay Does this mean? sense Phoenix been like for for the majority of my stuff that is not saying all of it but
2: (laughs) I got this feeling of like when you like say for instance if it's an R&B track you hear it on the radio if you remixed it it would feel like the R&B was made in a smoky room Yes. With somebody drinking cavassier in the listen. back with a cigar mm. in their mouth. This mm. is, this is what I'm trying to say. And I don't know if that to me
1: That's always listen, I, I hear it is it, oh I, I hear what you say that no, no, I do feel you I feel you on that. I never thought of it on those terms, but yes. It has to have a certain warmth to it. Yeah, there it is. It's crazy. You you know It's my sound system days It's all about the quality Of that sound It's all about the quality Of that frequency It needs to uh, Warmth To your soul And that's I, I can always aim for that You know what I'm saying I'm one of those people That you know That's
2: crazy it's crazy you, You've you been doing that It doesn't matter What type of music you do I'm, looking, mm-hmm. I'm really interested In hearing some of your Funky techno To be honest with you Because I think that uh, 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 yeah. it, I don't care You can describe it How you want I'm just saying that Whatever your version Of techno yeah. is um, listen,
1: listen Well It is that Almost that old school My twist on that Old school Techno from way back You know what I'm saying Like that whole Wayne Atkins and okay. oh, yeah. oh, there we go there we go on and all of that you know so mm-hmm. Kevin uh-huh. Sanderson <laughs> world you know that whole that sound that we've had Craig Craig Carl Craig with that mm-hmm. you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know me I have mean being to, it kind of made me kind of understand why technically way he was when I went to Detroit, we got the musical history of Detroit. And I have the same kind of feeling attitude because I was surrounded by the same music when I was a young age by my mother. So it goes back to my mother again. So it in terms of what I whatever I do, it's always there's a connection to to the old, old school. You know. Mm-hmm. There, it, 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 there, there must be something. Even when I do techno days, must be some kind of connection mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to, to the sounds of old. You know.
2: Are you still using tape machines on your, on your productions?
1: No, but I'm using a lot of um, plugins that will emul- emulate it. Okay, good. emulate okay, successfully. What,
2: what's your favorite? One of your favorite.
1: Um, UAD. There the UAD pseudo tape. Okay. I'm using and. And, um I use four for my more sophes. I use the Neve UAD as well. And okay. um, and uh, you know, and I you know, things that replicate, you know, I, I've got room to put all, all these tons of equipment. I can be collecting instruments and it, um um compressors and all of that, but <coughs> I'm finding that that um, I'm finding that um, um, the UA Universal Audio stuff has been more than adequate for my, what I do in terms of my mixing and getting the sound that I want to create. You know, it's and also about it's also mean about technique as well. But technique is all about knowing how these things are being put together and then reconstructing that in. Within the box, as they say, you know, what I'm saying that's that's, that's one of my specialities. Is because you mean I like I like how old techniques are done, I've done, I've experimented tunes and say, okay, I'm gonna make a funk tune. So how do they make the funk tune, and how can I translate that into a into um into in the box? So as if, once again, it's experimentation. How as I said, how do I get? from A to Z or A to Z and um and how do I how what are the steps for me to make that make that pre that sound I want
2: and you so, and yeah. that's with Cubase in the box
1: I use Logic I've always been up Logic since day one okay cool I like Logic, Logic.
2: Awesome. um cool I mean what's your favorite would you say your favorite works over the years my favorite work yeah that you could say now this production i landed it i landed this engineering wise songwriting
1: wise i have to say there's a recent tune i did recently that said that where i want to go from a to z and a suggestion by ollie lazarus of papa records who runs foliage records i did the track called pedigree and I did it as a, I did it as like I won my BB Boogie kind of bootleg things. But I wanted to recreate. the... He, t- he suggested you need to recreate that, recreate that break. And said, I've got all the musicians. Said, no, let me do this myself. And I'll get back to you if I need any. So, my possibility, I recreated the break for that for that tune, made it sound authentic as possible using everything within the box and it came out perfect it's a, and it's a it's a house track you know it's like got this, you know uh, it, it, it came out really really good i mean it, i have to say the um um the album the album almost part the, i mean the album the one and only album i put together for myself is the, the bb boogie album i'm yeah. proud 100 percent
2: me too, I'm, I'm so proud of you on that one, really. I, I have it, yeah. I bought it, I yes. bought it, and mm-hmm. I play it all the time, and I still, yeah. and I played it to my a friend of mine that I'm working with, Curtis Luke. he's also an engineer, and I mm. said, this this cab right here, I want to copy it. <laughs> and
1: you know, and it, 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 I must say, being atlanta and my studio is working with all these fantastic live musicians oh and that's something that i'm so happy and listen this is the one one thing that has changed in terms of my production okay is working with live musicians and how to work with them on a constant level especially the the ones that are the professional ones but you know and then you know like back in the day everything will be in the samples all of that you know maybe you want to record a vocalist or something like that and I'm I'm making up drums find out techniques with bass players and guitarists and horn players and this and that and you know it it was you know it was it was fun to put together you know what I'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the, and the whole process of putting that album together was mm-hmm. was really like real fun. You know what I'm, so, saying? I'm so
2: happy for you because that's a really yeah p- the yeah cover, the, the, the cover yeah, the cover and everything mm-hmm. yeah speaking exactly. of that
1: a co- the cover yeah yeah, yeah. that's the whole picture of me <laughs> when i was five years old my, you know my mom liked to dress me up <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look fly yeah here you go uh, here you go as soon as i said out one of the tracks was standing on the wall i said i've got the perfect picture for that are going to my mom when my mom's uh, you know Album, both photo albums. Yeah, that's the one. I'm just put. I sneak that into my pocket. <laughs>
2: were, were all these Were all these tunes made live in studios this time?
1: Yes, that, that was that's all Atlanta. You know, what I mean, that I me mean, working with Kari Kari kapoor Simmons, who understood where I wanted to go with it. He's a you know amazing bass player. He knows about tone and everything like that. I told him. he said yeah, I got a and he's a bass collector. So yeah, I got a perfect bass for that one. I, yeah, yeah. It's one that sounds like a nineteen seventies punk bass. Yeah, yeah. I have that one. Nineteen eighty. You an eighty sound. Yeah, yeah. Bring that over. Yeah. So that was that. Yeah. Working with that and working with um, uh, I called Julius Speed, and the amazing keyboard player as well. Mm. And we just vi- And we in the studio just vibe. And we just put it this way. We were, doing, we were working on a number of things, and basically we we're in the studio all day. And I said, oh yeah, just starting with all the basic stuff. Just. I did the drum I did the drum loop and let them look I like that I want that this is the sample of, yeah 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 okay let's recreate that yeah so it was like and let's twist that up a little bit and yeah so it was it was a great creative creative time for me you know I mean I want to get back to that okay. the student, that's, that's why I miss about Atlanta yeah, studio
2: BB Boogie let's quickly get through what BB Boogie
1: alright Means. you want a story about that? Okay, I, uh, I need it. Let's quickly give on that one. <laughs> um, um. When I, my mom, I had a neighbor, great neighbor. Um, he, he used to run a reggae sound system. But he, you know, he had, and I used to go up to his house next door and he had a big collection of reggae records and everything like that, you know. Um, and when my mom used to visit over, you know, just we just chatted everything. And I'd be fascinated by this one album. And it was Jimmy Caster, Jimmy Case's bunch, Bertha Butt Boogie. Oh yeah, that's right, Bertha Butt Boogie. The Boogie. Yeah. The Bum. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, that one. Yes. So So I saw the cover. I didn't know what the music was, but I was fascinated by this cover by this half naked lady. You know, mm-hmm. in 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 the caveman, kinda mm. caveman outfit. Outfit, yeah. Yeah all of that. So, cartoonish. It was cartoon. oh right. Oh, it's a cartoon. So, I'm young. Right. It's cartoon half-naked woman. <laughs> and I've never, you know, never seen anything. So, was, right. it kind of, when the album came, when the name, when, when I did, first started doing BB Boogie, which was, my first release was in 94, if I'm not mistaken. For Actually, it was for slip Side Records. Uh, and I did a track called Fire. Uh on one side and uh, Sweet Music on the other. I said they asked me what are you gonna call it? I said, uh 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 and then and then that came, oh yeah, BB Boogie.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. They so say they stuck with it. So that name kinda stuck. Mm-hmm. BB Boogie, so that's mm-hmm. BB Boogie Association and then I got stuck. Could you I could kept, you and I always kept that to myself and worked worked it in, you know, came. When, you know, in different, different, different times They say, yeah, let's do this as a BB Boogie track Or BB Boogie remix or something Mm -hmm. like that
2: Does this BB Boogie describe a certain feeling and vibe
1: of music? Yeah, it's it's, it's a tribute to sounds of Disco and Boogie It's really simple, really simple as that, you know you know, with a, with a bit of eight, bit of 80s thrown in, it's just it. a real. It's basically harking back to those days, which has always been a good feeling sound to me. You know, it's always kept me happy, keeps me music, kick me get me dancing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, those. And I'm not talking about the cheesy, boogie, cheesy disco stuff. I'm talking about that authentic dance floor, sweaty, you know, boogie stuff. Louie Birdie, smokey Birdies, room, you know. baby. Boy, boy, you know, yeah, everybody in way, and you know,
2: God. let's talk about your latest releases on the label.
1: Yes, sir. Uh,
2: can you tell us how the label was developed and the name of the label?
1: Uh, from for me, it was just a natural progression. Um, um, I wanted to, I, I just wanted to be. I just wanted to release stuff, and I've had stuff on on shelf, and I didn't know, know where to put them. Um, Makes sense. So I created a label, and it was easy, pretty easy, straightforward. You know, or I'm just realizing, you know, just mentioning my name, it, it became easy to work with distributors and all of that. You know, just mentioned that I was there as I keep about. So things kind of fell into place. You know, I mean, I'm one of the things recently, I'm finding the power of my name. What I can, you. Do so, I mean, you know, because of, because, you know, because you know, people thinking, you know, it's dad's IQ, gonna be, you know, I was helped, I was helped out, especially in the di- short di- 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 distribution, mm-hmm. where said we me post said, Mm-hmm. So you got a label if you got a label, dada. Yeah, yeah. Something's got some bits and pieces. And you know I <laughs> had the material and it was easy. As a producer, you're hand with music already. You know, so Right. Uh eh, working with I, I worked remotely with um, my one of my first releases was working with Kavita Singh, well worked previously with uh with um T Patina Costanza of Bougie Solitaire. So, you know, we re- reconnected said she has some songs, said I've got some music, send us some music. She sent some really good stuff back to me. And I said, well, let's, let's, let's see if we can put this out. And um IQ Recorders was there. And I already had to, I already had the logo done for it. Okay. Already, oh. I, they all put, I had all my logos already done. Like yeah, I'm gonna do one IQ recording, one IQ productions, one Daz IQ, that da, da, da. so I had already had the the, the groundwork already be put in okay just just, just get the releases out
2: and you have some latest releases on the label um one's Goddess Deluxe mist yeah uh, My Sister My Sister My Sister and then there's Tell the Story um is this a is this a uh, complete EP or album what is this
1: uh, no no well Courtney Me Fli-Floy is the latest release from my label um which is My Sister um put that out. put that out like early on this year. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, did did you know did 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 alright. Did do did, did, did all right I mean I'm getting some remixes of it done. Um remixes that done at the moment. Um uh, and then got a video as well. So that's that that's that's uh, that's gotta be an ongoing project, you know, it's like one of those ones I'm building up slowly, you, I mean, as an independent, you don't, you know, we don't have to run to the times of like corporate right. music, the corporate music business where it's all deadlines and all of that. We, we're taking our time, make sure that the foundations are solid, then get to the next stage. Um, with Tell the Story, is a track I did with um, Jill Rock Jones. And Jill Rock Jones is one of those rare, gems of amazing, as an amazing singer, as a performer, I'm very, very, very much um, admired to performers that can perform live. Okay. And those ones are the ones that interest me the most, rather than the studio singers. And she's just one of those underrated Atlanta singers that people know in the Atlanta circle, but doesn't know outside. Mm. And she's basically her performance are more on like she she more, she more is more into the that black rock kind of thing that she used to do, but she wanted to do some house music. And I was con- I was connected to her. I saw her live. I said, "My God, I need to work with this lady." She did this tune, told the story, um, and she knocked, she basically knocked it out of the park. So for me. I present. I then presented that to Ollie and he immediately wanted to put it out on Foley's records. Right. And it, we just redid. We and I think it morphed into something because we. I actually redid the production on it, and it. Came, and I worked with uh, Mike Petto from Real People, and it just came out. It just came out extremely well, better than I expected, and it got a lot of people's awesome. ears freaking up because it's it's the closest to what i'm all about in terms of sound right it's okay that's in it terms of okay. Like got that age to it but it's got that soulfulness to it but it's got something familiar to it but it's really different you know
2: how do you how do you prevent yourself from being dated you understand me Meaning i don't that-
1: know i don't think nothing's nothing wrong with being dated it's how you approach it. It's got to be authentic It's got to be authentic. Well, you cannot be copying. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You can't be copying people, mm-hmm. copying productions, and saying that is some somehow authentic. You've got to make sure that whatever you do has to be has to, to be has to be all about you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You cannot be. But you cannot be pointing at some something else he has got to be authentically all about you okay and that's the reason why I, I, for me I'm trying to push myself into I say okay I've done I've, you know I've done I've done this before how can I make this different what in terms of the beat how can I make the beat sound different in terms of the, the bass line how can I make that sound different where can I go within the box which how can, can the lim-
2: vocalist, how can the vocalist give you something different?
1: Or, how can you make the how what the material that the vocalist is giving you and how can you manipulate that to make it oh, take it, take it, make it, make it, make it that extra special. That's the reason why my foundation probably can stand by itself musically. But when you have a great vocalist and a great, great, great vocal, great um, lyrics on top of it, with a great flow, it just takes it to another level and I think everybody connects with as I said going back to the reason why I use vocalists is I think everybody connects with the vocals and and the message that being said rather than just a plain instrumental you know what I'm saying mm. uh, there's not many been many big mm. tunes that mm. doesn't have vocals
2: because I'm always listening to the, the, the I call it a circle
1: the yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, always finding I mean, out how you make
2: this rare soul special, uh, not dated sound. You exactly. said you said aged. I say dated is something else to me. Dated is something that is just played out and it's done. It's over. It's ended. Uh, uh, aged is maybe a little bit something else, but I can hear something and go right away. I can say okay. I have. There's so many millions others that I can be listening to. This one's like.
1: This is gone um but uh yeah i mean it, i have to say it also helps that i don't have no boundaries for my music i can really go anywhere i want i'm one of those blessed producers that i've not been already been boxing you know no no one really knows me as a house producer no one really knows me as a you know people know me as a broken beat producer but also out of that being a folk beat producer also gives you a fortune to be wide have a wider scope in terms of the music that you can make. I um, want to hear
2: more. I want to hear more of that from you. Uh, how you how you how you progressed and from that side because for me man I'm telling you I, when I first discovered when I first found you I was like, whoa, this guy he, I don't know how he's doing these beats and how and now uh yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's that's all down to the people I was around that that's all okay. the people I'm around I'm still I'm still around and I don't think I have not really changed in terms of my productions it's it's just it's just it's just, it's just uh, no,
2: I doubt it. you yeah you have to you're doing different stuff and you move you know you you're uh, I mean things it, take time to to uh, complete i understand that so it's not really i'm not counting out uh anything that has something to do with you limitations nothing like that Uh, just uh
1: i get it it.
2: yeah none of that stuff um but yeah um finishing off here Mm -hmm. um i wanted to ask you if you thought that um creators like yourself have to rethink how much time they spend making music and spend more time being better businessmen or woman to succeed in the industry.
1: That is...
2: A hard balance.
1: Now, if that is the hard, that's a very hard question. Um, For me, I have to say to this, and I say to other people, creatives, and they say, you are in the music business. One doesn't negate the other. You need to take care, care of both sides. And it's almost like crunching gears in a car because to switch from being creative to business is is a challenge. And it takes practice to go from one side to the other. Um, To deal with all the business side, it's also time consuming, real time consuming. You've got to deal with Make sure that you deal with artwork, you got to deal with marketing, you got to deal with um, all the... If you're doing manufacturing, you got to deal with all of that. You've got to deal with the digital distribution companies. Um, and, you know, doing social media and creating movies and creating content and all of that, which is now, being put. it's part of today's... It's the norm now. the normal of, of make. It's the normal thing of creating, a and our thinking, you know,
2: of being a creator.
1: You Creative, it, yeah. It's something you cannot do by yourself. Mm-hmm. For time and money, for money, you have to do it yourself. The the way that I'm, comp- uh, way that I work is that I slow everything down. You know, it's just not. It's not. It's not. I don't put time pressures on myself. I do the work. It's, I'm still busy. I create, got the product, then I'll go on to the next stage and release stuff. So m- my release my release schedule is a lot wider right. than you would if I was with a team.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. then you can concentrate on this being creative. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my process, I find works better, especially if you don't have that much of a budget and you're learning all these skills like iMovie and all of that how to put together a, 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 a something for social media that yeah. is that it catches the eye
2: yeah and different formats for different platforms and blah 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 you know put on
1: Facebook you put it on, Facebook, put it on um, Twitter and Instagram now TikTok all of that so it it's kind of it can be a bit of a
2: tedious right
1: yeah you know, it's a lot going on, it's a lot going on, but mm, it's hard work, and probably the rewards are not that much. All right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of funny, exactly. The amount of work you do, and the amount you you know the amount of work you put out, the amount that comes back to you is yeah, it can be it's scary, <laughs> and, you know. What I mean? But you know, it, it, it is what it is, and you you know, you know, I'm lucky to enough that I can make. I can pay my bills through my skills as an engineer, which I'm doing right now.
2: Nice. I read I read that seventy-five percent of no artists, producers, songwriters, creators should consider this. Seventy two percent should be spent on business and the rest spent on making music. So I how do you that, get that?
1: I think I think that's right. I think Creating is not that hard. You need to take a day out for creating and your mindset needs to be set on creating. Then stop. When you finish the create creation, take your time out in terms of the business. You cannot go and be doing the same, the same thing at the same time. For me, it's impossible. I can't do it. If there are people out there that can do that on a, on a level, fine. But I have not really come across anybody that, that, that does that. If they do, they have a team. They have a team of I mean all the, I mean some independent artists have people that do social media, they got which are usually their friends, yeah. Social media, someone to take pictures and take footage, someone who deals with their marketing and you know, someone that that actually takes their bookings. They have a team of people that work with them. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find that thing, man.
2: There you go keep it going keep it going well I'm I'm, I'm I'm happy that you are continuing to do your thing you've uh, transitioned to from London to America you've made it through COVID you've uh, uh, we still are able to talk to each other after so many years yes mate and thanks and to
1: technology <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and I wanted to get to this last question and that is about the mix the decisive <laughs> series special guest mix that you did. Um, what can we expect from this? And what were you, did, did, why why the music that you selected? What should the listener feel, or? For
1: from, from my mix I've given out is, it's really just straight up my feeling of good vibes, good soulful vibes. Right. Um, I'm, on things that, that really take to I wish I put. I wish I could do within that hour. I just put everything that I'm really into into that mix. But for me, it's also highlighting a lot of the new acts as well. I'm not putting top ten tracks or tunes in there. I'm putting tracks that I'm feeling, that that got my ears. A lot of the tunes from my friends and 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 and, and, and comrades. Who in the, doing the same thing that I'm doing in the music game, you know what I mean mm-hmm. who who we support each other. So I'm trying to you know, trying to just put out good vibes, educate folks that that there's really a lot of great music out there, and you know, you know, people who are who are who have been at the moment a bit put off by what's been the output of a lot of artists at the moment who are sounding very similar. You know that's true you've been very innovative un-innovative un- mm-hmm. and you know using using sample packs and mm-hmm. all of that there's mm-hmm. there's this there's, there's the other side days of the independent scene that's mm-hmm. also creative still making good dance music good black dance music and keeping it you know keeping it in a soulful vein and it's for everybody. That's what I'm trying to convey in terms of the music. that It's just good feeling music. And I'm hoping that gives that makes me happy, music that makes me happy, hopefully will translate to everybody out there that listens to it.
2: If you could say something positive or something influential to our listeners now, uh, what could you say? What would you say?
1: The power of saying yes is very much a big thing and try to take the chances that you normally would not take and see what happens don't not you know what I mean I'm trying not to regret anything that I do that I do and do it for yourself don't be looking at other people for their approval do it for yourself make sure that you do it to satisfy your soul that in that way you know you move forward I would not be in this position if I did not do do certain things that that's my side my soul take taking the chances that i've taken i don't think i will be here you know hot footing it from london no to to america to to america not even new york go to atlanta where i don't really know nobody but they took me in atlanta gave me love and i love it back you know what i'm saying so okay cool you know it's, it's those Me taking those chances That I'll say recommend to You know if Even if it's Take a real look, good look And you know In that direction Sometimes you have to Eat your fear Just do it
2: With that said Thanks a lot again man And I wish you all the best And I'm looking yes. forward To to more music from you
1: Oh and, no doubt and It never stops
2: <laughs> uh, all right and uh hopefully the weather is is fine over there and you're having a good yeah, summer
1: yeah he's, he's good yeah yeah we've got another heat dome coming over so <laughs> you probably see me on fire next time
2: okay darren right. benjamin aka Das iq take it it's easy a, and talk to you soon
1: yeah be safe out there man yeah